Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Your voice is getting lower and lower. Sounds like we're doing our fifth show today. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. I'm not, there's probably three or four sisters living are listening. You know, uh, maybe I think there's more than there. that. Really? Oh yeah. I get a pretty, I get a pretty good uh, uh, womanly uh, presence contingent <laughs> uh, presence. Yeah. I don't know uh, when I go to GABF. I, I have a lot stuff. of uh, wives that are fans of, uh, for some <laughs> reason. I, don't know. I I have my sisters that are brewing that oh. are contacting me and. Uh, Nice. Just, uh, uh, yeah. You're interacting with them. You're like, yes, uh, yes. They're in your because, circle. Because they think I'm not going to grab their side boob. Oh, so yeah. They're, 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 willing, they're, willing, they're willing to I do have a interact reputation. with me. That's true. Yes. <laughs> their side boob. Yeah. Some just come right in there. I mean, yeah, okay. Well, that's all right. I have my fun. Don't <laughs> Literally, worry. Some right? just come right in there. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, no, why? Front, whatever. Side front, whatever, whatever, whatever it's it takes. It's all available. Like whatever's it. whatever's grabbable, that's exactly. that's what you're gonna do. Is that what you're saying? Mm. Feels like it's been a long time since we did a show. I know. I feel like a rookie. <laughs> it's only been the normal amount of time, right? Or my? Yeah. Uh, did I miss something? I guess. I don't, you, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's uh, yeah. Must maybe must it's be all about a lot's happened in a in a in the amount in, in a month or so when we between. I know a lot happens to me. I bet a lot happens <laughs> to you too. <laughs> I can't thought of it. I can't tell you. <laughs> we'll find out later. Uh, you have a more business like life you have more interesting things going on like the tap room we talked about the tap room last shows i guess too that was open then right now it's at full full blown open now right the tap room full kimono i saw you got the uh swag up on the the, the shirts and uh, shirts are uh, hats I, I haven't put I've, I've got a, a water cut stainless uh there's like a four foot by three foot stainless uh sheet uh like eighth inch thick piece of stainless brush stainless where Water cut out of it is the heretic face. I got to put that wow. up. Wow, slick! Uh, Matt Staley uh, helped me get that uh, put together. Sounds really cool, like one a one of a kind deal. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it's going to be up uh, behind the bar, in, behind the bar, over nice. the taps. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm thinking maybe stand it off some bushings, put some backlighting on it. Well, that's a great material for something like that. Too. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Oh. I'm excited about that. I just need to uh, get that thing put up there. I've been spending my time brewing uh, challenge beers for the Sunday session. Oh, for the oh, other yeah, show. Oh, yeah, Moscow. The no boil. Yes. <laughs> my understanding was you didn't spend any time. <laughs> oh. Well, I pretty much he... eliminated the time of boiling. <laughs> that was pretty much eliminated. So what's left? <laughs> well, how long did you simmer? Or how long did you keep it hot? I didn't. You, d- you didn't? No. So you, you did you a no tell. boil beer. Right. Well, that well, was I'm the, even more glad I didn't bet on you now. It was no boil. I I did not measure. I did I, I not measure. Uh, no boiling, control no the temperature. I did you didn't not even heat it up to near boiling. You didn't even get it hot. No, I, I usually our hot liquor tank is up around you know one seventy to one ninety. Sure. Yeah, we got it 
target around like 185. And so I'm like, oh, I'll just use that. Good idea. For your strike right. water? Yeah. That's well, too hot, isn't it? So you brew in like 15 minutes. Right. And <laughs> But the, unfortunately, I've been so busy, all my plans of doing this were delayed. And so it was like uh, on the weekend, I'm working the tasting room. I don't have a whole lot of time. And I go to pull water from the hot liquor tank, and I'm like, well, this doesn't seem very <laughs> They don't keep it hot on the weekend. Right. Somebody right. should have told me this. Right. <laughs> well, I, and, and I knew it would be cooler, but I didn't think it would drop down to 140. Oh, yeah. So That's it was 140. over from Friday. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking, uh, you know, well, we brew on Wednesday, so, oh, you know. There's no reason to keep it that high. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I thought it would be still maybe 150, 160. And I could have fired up the boiler and heated it back up. I'm just like, oh, please. <laughs> for a home group <laughs> Right. For this, I'm like, ah. So I didn't bother with it. So but you I, just mashed it at 140 and that was it. I kegged it off today. Kegged it off. Tasted it too. How long to ferment? Uh, one of them like two days and one of them like That's a awesome. week. <laughs> Does it taste good? Oh, uh, Drinkable? Uh, yeah. yeah uh, one of them was, uh, tasted like beer. And one of them tasted like... Um, Unboiled wort. Yeah, it tasted like, uh, you know, <laughs> some of the homebrew I've, I've tasted over time. And it, it, what really made me think of homebrew was the stale hops that I had thrown in for dry hopping. That you whoa, found whoa, whoa, in, like, <laughs> a rat's corner. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get these hops in the brewery? Like, how'd you find uh, yeah, it was hops? just like a sack that was... Oh, it's random. Just I was just it. like, what is this? That's and in the then I'm like, oh, and I th- threw it in because I knew we weren't going to ever use it in any beers. And then I like checked it, and I'm just like, "Oh, this smells really stale and old, oxidized." Look at this. Tasty has a disgusted look on his face. I've never seen him. I can't believe you lowered your game so so far. I, mean, hey, I want Moscow to win, and I mean, that way, it, it, it's, that way, it's great entertainment. By I don't the way. have to. Uh, I don't have to. Not brew obligated. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm betting on Moscow. So good. I mean, you've done. You should. I'm betting on I've Moscow. I've heard your too. story, and you know that's why I'm betting that way. I tell you, if you can't win this, yeah, Moscow quit. <laughs> Moscow's hitting his stride on his brewing too. I think I have. Like there you go. In you. I, I got confidence in you. You can do it. You know, you still have to brew. There's a consolation round. You're not out of the woods. <laughs> Win or loss. I, I can bust your bubble. I can. All, there's a losers bracket. I'm not sure I could put in less effort <laughs> in the next round, but I could put the same lack of effort into the next round as I did in this. One. There you go. There you go. Huh? huh? John knows how lazy I can be. Yeah. Wait, lazy. lazy bum. That's right. You know who's not lazy? Those guys at Northern Brewer. Ooh, Ooh nice, segue. nice segue there. Yeah, the folks at Northern Brewer, they'll, uh, you know, they won't be like me. They get it like right on your they order. Get your shit right out the they, door. They get that stuff out the door. They they are always, uh, you know, looking for new products as well. They spend a lot of effort on making sure that uh, they're your best place to go yeah. and buy your your homebrew goodies. So check them out. Northernbrewer.com. All right, uh, today we are going to be talking about uh, standard or ordinary bitter. Yes, we are. Oftentimes just called bitter. Bitter, right? Yeah. You, you go, to the, go to the pub, have a pint of bitter. Session beer. There you go. Yeah. One of my One of your favorites. favorites. Absolutely. I knew it. You always talk about this beer. <laughs> I, I, I just love a, a, good, a good bitter, you know. Yeah. Go and you can pint after pint. It's got a great balance to it, you know. Yeah. You've got the... The bitter, it's not, you know, excessively bitter like you would think. And the name's um, misleading. Yeah, the name's misleading. It's a balanced bitter. Right. But, you know, a bit of no, malt, a bit of, bit of bitter, a bit of hop, a bit of, uh, you know, fermentation character. It's got all that stuff going on. 
and just an easy drinking, lower carbonation. Oh man, you just drain and pint after pint. It's all balanced. It's Absolutely. only like four percent, right? Or less. I mean, it could be you know, four, yeah, four three, would be the high end. Right? Right? Yeah, four would be in the high end. Huh. And what do they give us the range here? ABV uh, uh, three point two to three point eight, right? Wow. And uh, I've seen them down into the into the twos, and uh, you know, I, th- I think up to four would be you know uh, fairly reasonable. You start getting a little into the special bitter, the next one, next one up. But I think you know in that in that mid threes range, that's that's the sweet spot for this style. But low ABV doesn't mean it has lack of flavor. Right, right. right. So I'm saying you know the. Yeah fermentation character from that english yeast you're going to get some fruitiness you're going to get uh it tends to accentuate the maltiness you get some malt character then those british crystal malts and things like that character malts gives it uh you know a a good good deal of flavor there your base malt is going to be you know a good uh british uh pale ale malt you're going to get some character from that and then uh you know some hopping uh give you a little bit of hop character as well all nice and balanced. A great, you know, f- flavorful, rich beer. Low ABV. Low ABV. There you go. <laughs> Do you want to? You want to? I think you just covered it, actually. So yeah, we're I'm, good. Uh, we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> let's let's talk more about. Uh, yeah. Oh, we got coming up towards the uh, later part of the show. We've got uh, Jay Z's Medical Corner. A new a new segment. Stay tuned. Show here. It's a new thing. Yeah, you want to stay tuned for Jay Z's Medical right. Corner? Oh God. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to give us a. Uh, a quick read through the uh, like eight words style guide, <laughs> John. Uh, yeah, visually, you know, it's light, pale in, in color. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the aroma, you'll get esters. You know, a balanced ester. You don't want like overwhelmingly fruity esters. Uh, subtle hop character to balance the maltiness. Uh, very low CO two levels. You know, you find this beer usually cast conditioned or not on right. nitrogen. Uh, it's a session beer. It's uh. It's, like we said, three three and a half percent alcohol beer is something that you brewed to drink a lot of, to survive the day and enjoy drinking, and that's it. I, right. I think the trick is though is the is the English strain and how you ferment it. Uh, that, and, oh, and the crystal malt, the crystal selection, malt? right, yeah. right. Well, and, you know, you can get up to you know, a light copper color. You know, they'll they'll range. You go over to England, you'll see them from uh, you know uh, light yellow, and you'll see them you know fairly uh, you know copper amberish uh, kind of beers. Um, and that depends a lot on, you know, crystal malt for one, but, uh, sometimes, uh, they can add in a little, uh, you know, just a hair of, uh, uh, you know, a black malt or a, a roasted barley or something for it to color it up a little bit and adds a touch of, uh, kind of toasty, uh, character and, and a little bit of dryness. And that's just given that roasty, but it's given the color. The, the roast malt, right? Yeah, mainly, okay. mainly color, but even, you know, small amounts of roast malt will mm-hmm. kind of affect your, your impression of dryness in a beer um would that give it a grainy quality as well uh you know no more than more the, the the malt does the base malt okay i think the most important thing in this is you know selection of base malts that really really will give a uh you know that's what it's all about i, I think there's uh, not much in the beer so the base malt is going to dominate the style mm-hmm, sure. mm-hmm. and you know choice is is critical because right. you don't have an abundance of things to hide behind right so everything you you choose has to be good quality and uh, has to be done well. Fermentation has to be done well. The mashing, everything has to be done well. I think, which is true of all session there. beers. I think session beers, malts, where you get to make your statement. They can't be too hoppy because they're not that big. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, focus on the malts. Get the right, you know, really good base malt, maybe a floor malted Maris Otter, and uh, you know, it's a really nice British crystal malt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Balance. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk about the the beers that we have for this uh, style. Some, you got some I examples, got some beers, right, Scott? Oh, crap. <laughs> we'll be All back right. in a month. No, yeah. okay. <laughs> we'll be back after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. (sighs) I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic oh, existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote unquote Belgian. Oh man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, right on, wipe off commercial grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are home brewers. They wanted great looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without. That nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. One of the last things many brewers try to master is the ingredient that makes up most of their beer, water. Brewers Publications is pleased to announce Water, a comprehensive guide for brewers of all levels by how-to-brew author John Palmer and professional brewer Colin Kaminsky. Hi, I'm John Palmer. This book is the result of many years of asking the tough questions about water to professional brewers and brewing scientists, and we are very pleased with how it turned out. It's the first book that is solely about water treatment throughout the brewing process. The book is intended for all brewers, from homebrewers for professionals and we hope you like it from how to read a water report to treating your wastewater and everything in between water is the comprehensive guide you've always wanted on brewing's least understood ingredient flavor contributions water chemistry and adjusting water to styles of beer john and colin will teach you everything you need to know water is available from brewerspublications.com and fine brewing booksellers near you take the mystery out of your brewing water visit brewerspublications.com for your copy of water today 
When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. This is my first attempt at a eHarmony video. I'm nervous, but I'm excited at the same time. So I'm just going to start talking about what I like. I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I just want to hug all of them, but I can't get hug every cat. Get hug every cat. So anyway, I am a cat lover and I love to run. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about cats again. I really love cats. I'm thinking about cats again and again and again and again and again. I think about how many don't have a home and how I should have them. I think about how cute they are and how their ears and the whiskers and the nose. Style. 
All right, we're back. We're busily finding enough glassware to pour enough of the commercial examples that we have in front of us. Yeah, we didn't anticipate drinking. We didn't anticipate drinking. How does that That's happen? New. It's new. It somehow it, it came as a surprise to uh, uh, the production staff that uh, we we would need to have glasses and, and all that stuff. I'm wearing too many hats. <laughs> That's part of the problem. Don't wear so many hats. They're falling in front of your eyes. You can't really see. I think that's the problem. Company credit card, you know. Well, I think what we should do is get Justin to buy off on a uh, supplying, uh, you know, laying it in an inventory of plastic cups, drinking cups, sample cups. You know, buy. We're going to be here a while. Two or three cases of cups at you know, a couple of pennies a piece, and you know, just have them for shows for things like this. It's good thinking. It would, yeah. It's Thinking like the helps. clock. It is like the clock, Scott. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's consider a good it. One. Consider it like the clock. That only took uh, what eight years? The yes. clock. All yes. right, cool. So we'll get cups in like twenty twenty one. Hey, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, and I'm I'm starting here today. You heard you heard it here. I started here first. <laughs> what? <laughs> describe describe what has made your face turn that way, John. I don't know. This kind of oxidized beer. Which one? Uh, the, uh, so far, the Blue Bitter and the Southwold, or Southernwold. I don't know. It's, well, it's not how I imagined a, a bit, a best bitter. <laughs> I proudly proclaimed before tasting, and I'll, I'll admit here on the air, I said the uh, Coniston Bluebird that I wasn't going to like it, just based on how it looked when I poured it. Lots of huge bubbles, you know, fizzy. The- Seemed like, you know, something was wrong just visually from from that. I thought, oh, there's something wrong with that beer. It's almost Blondale-like. The label says award-winning, so I'm confused. Yeah, a lot of labels say award-winning. Um, Marketing, hello. <laughs> I mean, yeah, heretic, the- no cysts. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> we got. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> We've got uh, the Constant Brewing Co. Bluebird Bitter, bottle conditioned, uh, bottle conditioned award winning English ale, four point two percent. So it's kind of like a bigger bitter, more like a special bitter, or uh, you know, even uh, a spicy hop. Um, it, it's you know quite gasky, gassy. Bottle conditioned beer contains a fine sediment of live yeast. Uh, you know, you never know. Uh, could be a great beer, but this example, uh, not so great. This is the, the kind of thing that, you know, we want to point out. Not to bash the fact that bottle is a terrible package for beer, but uh, that, you know, when you're going and getting examples of these things and you're trying them on your own, be aware that, you know, if something, you know, is challenging your perception of a style and seems counter to what's written in the guidelines, don't think, oh, I'm not quite reading the guidelines right. Maybe think, hey, I could have a bad example of, you know, exactly. of, of the style. Let me, let me, you know, try and get some more. Let me fly to England. Let me, you know, do all that stuff. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. Honey, I'm going on a trip. <laughs> I got to find this beer now. <laughs> yeah, my wife would tell me. I'm, She's probably I'm gone on with a trip. You. <laughs> you are on a trip. You're tripping. I think, tripping, man. 
think Safeway's missing out on an opportunity here. Yeah. Because they have refrigeration, right? They have this giant row of refrigerators. Yes. I mean, if they got rid of half the cheese aisle yeah. and com- dedicated it to craft beer... Then you'd have half as much cheese. That's the only problem. But at least it would be, like, you know, cold. And you can maybe get some of these, you know, European examples cold. Mm-hmm. Rather than Trader Joe's or, uh, was it, BevMo. And they're always warm. Except they're little, little refrigerators along the wall. It's, beer's got to be kept cold. Yeah. Uh, the Adams, I, I think, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's it's showing oxidation. It's, uh, you know, it's got where that caramel has kind of turned a bit. And kind of more premium bitter, would you say? I, I would. I would. I think it's a more of a you know special premium um, for four point something percent. The Boddingtons. That's like right on, right? Pub ale. I think yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much there. It's not uh, Trader Joe's sells that too. Uh, yeah, yeah I good. mean you know the can is can is a good package. It's way to go. And uh, I know they sell a lot of that stuff, so. Uh, you know, it's pretty decent shape. And then we've got, uh, Sean has, uh, submitted a, uh, Ordinary Bitter. It's got some diacetyl issues. Oh, it's an aroma. He actually said it to me, um, a couple of months ago because we had, uh, rescheduled this show date. So uh-huh. he wasn't sure how, uh, it held up, but it's not the freshest example. He said it scored a 42, though. Probably so this beer did well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting a whole lot of diacetyl, but I'm getting... Uh, a real lemony and floral kind of uh, hop character. Very lemony. I don't get lemon. You don't get lemon? No. Does lemon fit the style? No, uh, no, no. not really. No. Uh, the the hop character seems a little little odd to me on that one. And then uh, Dennis. I like it. I like Dennis's beer. I think it's it's well brewed. A little over hoppy, I think, a little bit, but... It's highly carbonated for a... Yeah, it is, yeah. For a bitter. Yeah, too much carbonation for ordinary bitter. It's got kind of a, uh, a bready biscuit malt kind of character going on in there. That's a, a a nice pint. I would drink it on tap. Oh, yeah. A nice drop. Huh? Hey, Sean. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, so thanks for sending this in. Sean's out in Pennsylvania. Wow. So how did this, what were the judges' notes on this beer when you had it in competition? Um, actually, to be honest, I don't remember. I was, I was drinking. Um, Perfect. All right. That's great, great radio there. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being prepared. <laughs> Make it up, Sean. Make it up. Yeah, you can lie. We, <laughs> we like never us. know. Said, oh, you um, said, I believe man. they said it was the greatest beer they ever had. There you go. Like and right. now you're learning. That's how things are done around here. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you recall what uh, hops you used in that beer? Um, in that one, it was the bittering hop was Pilgrim. Um, we also used Willamette, Fuggles, and East Kent Golding. Hmm. Oh, you said we. You, you brew with the dog? Is that, is that what that said about? <laughs> Ma- mouse in his pocket, yep. Yeah. Um, well, actually, the dog's a little bit better looking, but my brother is actually my brewing partner. Oh, good for uh, you. That's a great thing. Uh, the dog's probably smarter, too. Is that what you're going to tell me? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've not really used Pilgrim. Uh, describe the Pilgrim hop for me. Um, to be perfectly honest, it was actually kind of a last-minute experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically English bittering hop is fairly clean. Um, it doesn't really have a substitute, but 
I mean, it was just kind of a messing around type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get a real kind of a spicy, floral, lemony kind of character in this thing. And I was thinking, well, I mean the the main flavor hops are Willamette, Fuggles, and East Kent. So, mm. yeah. Well, you would think. Uh, I mean, it's a completely different character. What, what yeast did you use to ferment it? Uh, that would actually be uh, Y East West Yorkshire. Oh, I love the West Yorkshire. Yes, that is actually probably my favorite yeast. Is uh, basically our house yeast. I'm not getting a lot of West Yorkshire character, though. <laughs> no. no, that's not there at all. Huh. There must be something with your uh, bottles, because every time I've had it, at least fresh, it comes through big time. On draft. Oh, here's your problem. You sent these bottles to Moscow. 3,000 miles away. God knows what he did with them. You know, between then and now, you know, it could have been... <laughs> Look at his face. Dude, Moscow's eyes he's are like... like he's red. just staring at me. He's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> now I'm just stoned. The funniest, <laughs> yeah. the funniest thing about it is the fact that we actually brewed it specifically for when the show was supposed to be originally aired. Ah, see? So that would have been so Moscow's you guys would have gotten well. a nice. You would have gotten a nice fresh version. Yeah, Moscow's fault. Well, how much older is this? I mean, it's only a matter of a month, right? Oh, well, we brewed it in uh, July, late July. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's... Yeah. It's a, it's a solid beer, well-made beer. No. Just, um, you know, now we're getting these these uh, different flavors. The malt is kind of taking a back seat for me, and it's, you know, it's this yeah. kind of spicy, yeah. uh, uh, floral, lemony kind of character. Yeah, as I drank kind pi- of character. pine after pine of this, and that's what the whole idea is. Mm-hmm. I would be dialed into that the whole time, and I would be just right. looking for the malt, and I'd really, mm-hmm. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd look for the malt, like, you know, like the Boddington finish. It's just like, right. you know, there's not much up front. It's just all in the finish, and it's mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, each, each sip is, a, is really easy to, to, to get down. It doesn't push back at all. Had you brewed this style before, Sean? Uh, yes, we have. Hey, well, that's, that recipe was kind of a work in progress. We're slightly tweaking it, but, uh, for the most part, that's kind of where we like it. The next time you brew it, what are you going to do different? Honestly, uh, we probably won't mess with it because, you know, the last time we brewed it was late July, so we haven't had kegs of this for a while. So we may keep it the same, see what it's like. If you're scoring a 40, I mean, why change it? I think higher. Did you say, you said 42, didn't you? I believe 42 was the exact score. Oh, if you're going to lie, just make it 50. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> it was a 50. It was a 50. It was a 50, and it was everybody's favorite beer. Right. Actually, you know, they, they commented how they wanted to make it 51, but the sheet didn't allow it. <laughs> uh, so they settled for a 50. Raising the ceiling just for Sean. All right, well, thanks for sending that in, Sean. It is much appreciated. You guys want to talk to... Uh, oh, not a problem. You guys want to talk to uh, Dennis about uh, about his? I don't know if he can follow up after Sean's uh, lightning round here, but yeah. Dennis. Hello. Hey, man. Dennis is in Arizona. Thanks for sending this beer in. You're welcome. So what did you guys think? You said over-carb over, over carb for the style? Was that intentional? Yeah, it goes away, though. Oh. It, I think... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the beer. It's my favorite one on the table. It I, is clean. I, I put my boat in. Nutty. It's clean tasting to me. Nutty? I get a nuttiness, yeah. Nutty. <laughs> I 
Likes the clean taste of nuts. I, it's got mm-hmm. a great... <laughs> I love when that happens. That's later on in the show. Yeah. Jim Jay- 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 Jay-Z's Medical Corner coming up. Uh, yeah. Sponsored by Red Cross. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll get Adam and you back. Uh, intentional. Yeah. yeah, I think you're better off having a little overcarbonated in, in a bottle. It's when the judges yeah. are, right? Ju- you know, well, judging it, they kind of they're like debating and stuff. I think it's, it's you know the problem is, and I've I've shaken it a few times. It's counter to the you know rich malt character that that I assume is there. It's you know adding a, a sharpness and a and a dryness that is fighting the the malt character. Another form of bitterness. Yeah. Right. Right. And the thing is, you know, again, uh, solid made beer. Oh, yeah, it's really I good. think, nice uh, you know, I, I could drink pints of this. Uh, you know, maybe a little too clean. Uh, yeah, I could use uh, yeah, a little more English character. Right. Yeah. What what yeast did you use in this, uh, Dennis? Uh, it was a WLP002. 002. Yeah, and that tends to be clean, especially if you use a lower temperature. You actually got to kind of push that to, yeah, to generate more uh, British character. More, eras, more esters. What do you mean by push, Jamil? Like stress? Mm-hmm. Higher temps? Yeah, temperature-wise. And that would leave residual sugar? or uh, You know, it would generate more uh, ester, fruity ester, more, more alcohols that become esters. Okay. Uh, I will say that I think the bittering to malt balance is spot on. Yeah. I think that's that's a great... You know, bitter bitter malt uh, balance you got there, Dennis. Awesome. I like it a lot. Yeah. What's Have the recipe? Um, it uh, it was actually the, pretty much the Brewing Classic Styles recipe. Um, just tweaked it a little for my system. There you go. Is that book any good? I've, I've never heard of it. <laughs> this still in print? Yeah, no, no. I tell you, that book is it, selling it was, more. It was, it was, it was in the clearance year. section at the bookstore. It's store. increasing in sales year over sales, year. Sales, over year. Yeah. Which is amazing because that was a while ago that we wrote that oh, thing. Good information doesn't get old, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, the sales just keep going up and up and up. Don't bring gold. I wonder how say? many is because like people like reading it while they're boiling and they drop it in they the drop toilet it in. and like uh, more more likely they drop it in the toilet. <laughs> they pass, <laughs> true, right? they pass out from boredom and and it falls into the into the toilet. Dinner's ready. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, purchased or acquired several copies and I've given a lot away. I think it's a great gift for new brewers. <laughs> People that are making shitty beer. Is is there an advantage to using? Does, does is OO two the yeast that uh, the Brewing Classic Styles recipe calls for? Uh, probably, or it 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 may call for something different. But you can do all the English ales in Classic Styles with the OO two, and just run the run the table with it, which is what I did. I I brew the ordinary bitter just to grow up some yeast, and then I. Continue on. I'd make the the special bitter, the the best bitter. Um, I'd make uh, you know English browns and uh, you know eventually barley wine and all that stuff. And I would do it all with that one pitch of yeast. And I'd be growing up the yeast as I went. So w- for less advanced people, is there w- would you would it be better to do it with uh, the the Yorkshire strain like Sean used, or would it be better to do OO two and at a higher temperature? a good question moscow i try i know god the guy is just impressing me each time yeah. which is just disturbing <laughs> um <laughs> i think um hmm. you know ideally if you're trying to make the perfect beer regardless of what else you're going to be doing then i would probably go west yorkshire 
that's got some fantastic character to it. Um, if you're looking at making a, a wide series of beers or your commercial brewer looking at, you know, a yeast that you can use for a lot of different things, then I would use the O2. Because O2, a lot of uh, U.S. breweries use that, and they'll, they'll run it colder and get a cleaner character and pitch more and get a cleaner character, and then it almost seems like oh one, mm-hmm. and then they'll, you know, pitch a little less, crank up the temperature, and it'll seem more British. And so they kind of get the best of both worlds. And then if you want, like, you know, super dry, you do the 007, which is like 002, but attenuates more. Faster. Nice. All right. Huge tip. Nice. Well, thanks to Dennis and Sean for sending in the uh, examples, especially right. because commercial examples are not ridiculously easy to find. So you made it uh, a little easier on me. Well, and I've got a gift for those two guys. The last two of our uh, The Best to Brew Your Own 30 Great Beer Styles uh, booklet magazine, book, bookzine. Bookzine. <laughs> uh, and I, I'll tell you, there's... It's there, as big as a magazine. I, I was calculating out, and there's probably more text in here than there is a Brewing Classic Styles. I mean, there's a lot of text in these things. Oh, about each style, yes. Yeah, Brewing Classic Styles is like 75,000, 80,000 words. There's probably like 100,000 words in this thing. Nice. Hmm. So, uh, don't don't buy the book. Buy the book. Well, this only covers thirty, but it covers ah. thirty in depth. That's that's the great thing about the brew your own uh, mm-hmm. uh, magazine articles. Right, I get to, to spend three thousand words talking about a single style. You go off versus yeah, in the book brewing class styles, I only had a, a small amount. So this is for for ten bucks. You're you're getting uh, an in depth yeah. on each one of those. So Sean and Dennis each are going to win themselves a copy of. Uh, the best to brew your own. Now, I think they were hoping for the jet ski, though. Well, we haven't oh. voted yet. They're still in the running. You're still in the running. It's in the shop. <laughs> right, right. I think uh, I, I think it needs a little work. Yeah. New carburetor. Yep. Yeah. New new carburetor. Yeah. Extra uh, fancy exhaust. All that stuff. Oh, you're supercharging it. I heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's getting a little extra work. Awesome. Work done. I think Justin uh, just would. Justin could afford it. So we're gonna do that. All right. So. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you to those guys. Let's uh, do this. Let's take one more break, and when we come back, um, we'll kind of winner. We'll declare a winner. We'll talk more about the the other uh, examples we have, the commercial examples, and uh, you know, one of the things that I find uh, most valuable from the homebrew community is the very fine and wonderful AHA. AHA. Yeah. I think that's where uh, one of my very first uh, medals in the Nationals was for Ordinary Bitter or Scottish or something like that. Some right. some low-gravity beer. I remember that. And uh, it was in Texas, as a matter of fact. I remember that. I think he swept that category. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, one of the very first things I ever wrote was for Zymergy Magazine. was on... Uh, after that, I think they they asked me to write them an article about uh, ordinary bitter or Scottish or you know low gravity beers, something like that, because I had done so well in the nationals, and that's really what kind of got me started. And you know, the folks at Zymergy, part of the AHA, and one of the benefits of the AHA membership, they're always out there, you know, seeking out the, the new people, the interesting people who have got a new take. They're always with uh, that sort of crowd, and it's it's one of the great things about the AHA. One of the, one of the great things about membership, you know, you sign up, 
uh, do it through the Brewing Network, and a small slice goes back to the Brewing Network uh, for your membership. And, uh, you know, there's few organizations out there that'll look out for you, and uh, I think the AHA is one of them. So uh, check it out, uh, AHA.com. Something. Just Google yeah, I, it. I think it's dot .org. Dot .org, yes, right. It's private. <laughs> American Homebrewers Association.org. There you go. All right. Let's take a short break, and uh, after this, we'll, we'll talk about the commercial examples. Back after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then, to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin, this light golden, 
8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best homebrewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Plisé. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're drinking during these breaks. You know, we're working. We're drinking. It's uh, the way, way we roll. Well, you know, the beers change uh, as they warm up and uh, release some of their esters and stuff or yeah the uh the one i was bashing the coniston uh, bluebird actually um it's, it's still got a bit of a skunky hop to it, it really but does. uh but it's hoppy for one and it's malty and it's got some uh english uh fermentation character to it and uh huh you know this is this is a tough one here i could, right. I could ex- extrapolate to a fresher example or a better uh, handled example mm-hmm. it's pretty it'd be pretty good i'm thinking right right yeah I think, um, uh, you know, it's it's tough. Like I said, you know, a lot of these things travel and, and, and get abused. And, uh, you know, we can only have, uh, you know, Moscow to blame for that. So, Well, they're in his trunk for like a month, I think, right? <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's, let's uh, start with Moscow and uh, get his rundown on what he thinks of the beers. Did you try the beers, or were you not fortunate enough to have glasses for yourself? Uh, I have two. I tried two. So, you want to come back to me, or you want me to give you the two? <laughs> oh, you tried Dennis's and Sean's? Uh, no, the no. Um, the oh, Southworld Bitter, which was not a commercial example. Uh-huh. Now, it says that on the style guideline, but it's a, it's a different yes, uh, Adams Bitter. I believe, I believe so. So, why, what is not ordinary bitter about the one we have? Uh, bigger. Bigger than the style, just more malt, higher ABV. ABV. Yeah, it's more premium bitter. Next, a show in the future. Well, it tasted not. I mean, it tasted like it had off flavors. I, I don't know how to pin them specifically, but if I had, I would know immediately that this was maybe a little older right. or something. That, it's that kind of weird caramel kind of character. Yes, yeah. caramelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that is that oxidation? Yes. Yeah, or staling. Yeah, it it renders it hard to judge. And people, you know, I think stale is a, you know, a bad word for a lot of people, but it's staling is a process of, you know, the conversion of a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, with heat and time, uh, things, you know, 
and they can oxidize or not, but they can convert to other compounds, and then you get. Uh, and you lower know. gravity beers are less forgiving, right? I mean, there's. Well, or I mean, is it just it, depends. Or is it just the exposure to oxygen getting into oxygen, the heat, time? You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then and what did you think of Dennis's beer? I found Dennis's beer to be delightful. I like the the. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't taste overcarbonated to me. Maybe maybe overcarbonated for the style. Is Dennis really you in disguise? No, <laughs> the alias. Um, no, I I just I, this is exactly what I like about beers. You know, it's not uh-huh. super hop forward. You can drink a lot of it. It's mm-hmm. got a sort of nutty, clean character to it. It's it's everything I like in a beer. Yeah, like and, the clean nuts. Yeah. Yep. Way superior to dirty nuts. That's for sure. Uh huh. What I don't understand is why something like Boddington's, which yeah. I've had a hundred times, of course, uh-huh. and is not, is it nitro? Yeah. It is, yes. right? Yeah. So it's such a radically different beer because of how it's carbonated, and nitro does that to any style, right? But how, how can it be in the same category as something like Dennis's beer? You know, and they're, they're so different. I mean, no one, no amateur would ever consider those beers to be in the same universe. You know. Well, you know, Dennis could have carbonated less. the The thing about the nitro beer is it just kicks up a little head. The it doesn't really change the carbonation. It's the carbonation's low. They also have this nitrogen forced into the beer to go ahead and produce a head. You could make the same beer low carbonation. You just pour it and not get a head. There, but there is such a distinction, isn't there, between low low carbonated CO two and nitro? There's, I, I perceive them to be very different. You know, the nitrogen doesn't stay in the beer; it all comes out. It's right. just an agitation thing, and yeah, it's just to stir up the beer to get that head on on top. The CO two remains pretty much the same. Now, what you can do, like in cask edition beers, you can force the beer through a sparkler. It's a little plastic tip with a bunch of holes in it, and it strips some of the carbon carbon dioxide. When you have an over-carbonated cask beer, this is what I do. I, I go ahead and force it through a sparkler. It strips out that, that carbonation, and it forms a head, and it looks like nitrogen-served, right? Hmm. It strips out some of the carbonation, and you end up with a proper level of carbonation. So the nitrogen has nothing really to do with the carbonation other than it's replacing the head formation uh, part of the process. I guess I just always perceive nitro beers to be effectively flat when I drink them, and I don't find right, it unpleasant. The amount of carbonation is much lower. Right. You could also inject in, you know, quite a bit of carbonation too, and you can have both. I guess. How much does CO two influence maltiness? Drastically. That's what I was saying about uh, Dennis's beer. If it was not quite as carbonated, I think the maltiness would be even more forward. And so this. It doesn't reduce maltiness. It just adds more bitterness, which, of course, is... Yeah, and also. a dryness and a sharpness and all that. It interferes with the perception yeah. of the maltiness. Even if you, if you bounce it out of there, there's a carbonic acid that uh, adds a bittering element, too. And so would you consider Boddington's a malty beer? Because there's no <laughs> gas in it? It's malt forward, yeah. Well, it does have a malt character to it that yeah. is present. Okay. All right, so John, what would you you pick uh, across these beers? What what would be your? I'm going with Dennis's. You like Dennis's? Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah, I went back and forth with uh, Boddington's and Dennis, but I like the dryness and the malt and hop character balance. 
and I liked as it warmed up. Um, it it just was a more approachable beer. Boddington's is great. I like that Moscow drink. She loaded it. And so you would give Dennis the and Moscow. But there's just two votes yeah. for giving Dennis Best the beer. jet ski. <gasps> Absolutely, we could be giving away the jet ski tonight. <laughs> the pressure. All right, tasty. <laughs> well, it's all on you. As much as I t- like to get rid of that jet ski, I'd like to have that parking spot when I roll up here. Uh, I really like the Boddingtons, but I do have Dennis a second, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe in the tiebreaker round, uh, that may have some relevance. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, do I have to go with the third? I mean, uh, fail to qualify. Uh, actually, I, I like the uh, the blue, blue, Bluebird Bitter from, uh, right. you know, what, with its flaw. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to go in that third, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you on the Boddingtons. I gotta go Boddingtons first. Um, it, it still has a firm bittering. It's it's it may not be the best example of an ordinary bitter, but it's it's I I gotta say it's it's an ordinary bitter. And then I, I also had the the Bluebird. It really rose up the ranks as it as it sat and had a chance to kind of degas and all that. Um, that said, Dennis's was was quite nice as well. Um, I'm picking up more oxidation now, I think, in Dennis's beer. And then, um, uh, but, you know, a, a solid effort, solid effort. Yeah, well done. You know, again, I, you know, I'd put, I'd, put it, I'd put it in there, you know, maybe the Bluebird and Dennis, you know, on equal footing, and then I'd put the uh, the Boddingtons as first. So, uh, what that results in is, uh, sorry, Dennis, yeah, you mm. didn't win the jet ski. <laughs> It's a fifty-fifty. Would you say Boddington's is the is the best uh, representation of ordinary bitter style on on this yeah. table? Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah, I would say so. That is much more like uh, ordinary bitter than any of the others. Yeah, the others are all seem too big. Yeah, the Coniston was yeah. too lager like. They had a lager like crisp character to the malt. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. And I got some English flavor coming mm-hmm. on in, in that. I was uh, quite uh, found that quite interesting. Well, and uh, one other thing I wanted to tell you about: Did you try all those great uh, Michigan beers at the National Homebrew Conference in San Diego? Which beers were those from Michigan? The ones from Adventures in Homebrewing. Oh, delivered. I did see those. Did you I, see that? I great, tried a couple of them. You see those great false bottoms in your uh, buddy's cooler or brew kettle? No, I've heard about them though. Adventures in Homebrewing delivered. Oh, you see did. that great uh, custom-built brew stand? Adventures in Homebrewing Delivered. <laughs> visit, you know, visit our friends at uh, Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org. Great uh, global shipping. Great selection. Adventures in Homebrewing. Serving homebrewers since 1999. Oh, they go All back. Right. All right, coming up after this break, it's Jay-Z's Medical Corner. Oh, You've God. been waiting for it right after this. Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German doppelbach. 
Bach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouth food. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Wickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Hi, this is John from Grain and Grape. We've been supplying brewers in Australia for over 20 years, and for all that time we've been working to offer the best products and service around, including free fortnightly all-grain brewing demos, 90 varieties of malted grain from Belgium, Germany, the US, Britain and Australia, equipment from Browmasters, Kegerators, beer engines from Crown Urns to the humble brew in a bag bag. Heaps of hops, Y yeast liquid and fermenters and Danstar dried yeast cultures. Fresh work kits made on the 500 litre Braumeister right here in the warehouse. We also sponsor and support brewing clubs and comps, the Australian National Home Brewing Conference, Aussie Home Brewer Forum and heaps more. Mostly though, 100 years of brewing experience means that we can give you the best advice on your next recipe, your new system or that brewing problem that needs a solution. Mention the Brewing Network next time you order online or by phone to receive half-price shipping. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Time for Jay-Z's Medical Corner. I may not be a medical doctor, but I do play one on the internet. And 
like from a, time to time, like a YouTube video or something, <laughs> or what? No, from time, from time to time, I uh, have noticed a few medical things that I'd like to share with you that right, uh, I thought were, were quite interesting. The other day, I'm like, uh, I'm watching TV, and you know, you got an itch down there, and I, I got to reach out, like scratch my sack, sure, <laughs> and I pull back like a handful of blood. Whoa. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, like dripping blood off my hands. Did your nut explode? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, I feel down there, and it's slippery, wet with blood. You had a ball sack failure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> I, I didn't know my balls are big, but, man, I, I was like, well, you, you may know. Maybe missing one. Not able to contain. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I, like, you know, there's a nut, the parts. A, a nut dangling outside the sack on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a large, yeah, like on a large uh, string there. Oh, my God. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know, cupping things so I don't trip over it as uh, my dangling ball as I uh, run run to the uh, the bathroom. Oh, God. And, uh, I mean, I'm just like gushing blood. It's dripping. It's like drip, drip, drip. There's a trail of blood drops as I run to the bathroom to see what the hell's going on. And, uh... I get in there and take a look, and it's just covered in blood. Absolutely covered in blood. Oh Apparently, God. there must be like some major artery that runs direct from your heart down through your nut sack and then back to some other part of your body hmm. because that thing's exposed down there. And uh, the skin on your nut sack is uh, fairly thin. Oh, yeah, it's very thin, very fairly sensitive. Thin. Very, and, yeah. and especially once you, get cuddled. To, once you get to tasty in, a, in my age... It's got your, your, your skin gets thinner. Yeah, it's stretched a little. Your veins get bigger, apparently. And, uh, and I mean, it's I hanging longer. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> hard to get hang, oxygen hang, down here. So things are hanging down. I mean, I got like like veins. You know, I got like varicose veins on my nutsack. Balls and and apparently, <laughs> just a light scratching. I tore open one of those veins and wow. like you know I was going to bleed out. I, I it was like a, like a it wasn't stopping. It was like a murder scene. I tell you. It was something you see on CSI. It was like blood everywhere. And uh, did you cut your nails? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I had after, to trim my nails. Okay, he no, filed I, them on his nuts. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to bleed out here. I'm like, you know, tissues, cotton balls, ice gauze, pack. ice. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Wife I cupping could. it with ice pack, right? right? No, my wife was. She was uh. laying in bed. I jump up, I run in the bathroom. I just told her the next day. She's like, I wonder what, what the heck was going on. It's like, well, you see all the blood all over the floor. Can't explain that. Yeah, of course I didn't clean up the blood. But oh my God. I'm just like, yeah, see all the drops of blood all you over should, the place? Yeah, you should be laying down with an ice pack. you're on the floor with an ice pack on your I'm just neck. Like, so, yeah, uh, here I'm like mopping it up. Cotton balls, bath Anything. towels. I mean, you know, beach beach towels. Beach I'm, towel. I'm, I'm trying to soak up all the, the blood. I, I'm bleeding out and so, trying to soak up the blood. I'm like getting bale from from loss of blood here. Jesus. And uh, and so I finally mop up enough of it to see where the the Leaf. fissure is in my vein across the the sack of my nut. <laughs> and uh, what did you find? I, I found a hole. <laughs> Right there, in my in my sack, right sack over a vein. It's like sack failure. Yeah, just, I, I'm googling that. I'm not getting anything. I'm just, wow. uh, you know how like on on your tire, on your car, or on your bicycle, you know, all of a sudden you get this big bump. You know, yeah, like, oh, yeah. it comes out. The and rubber then, breaks down and it yeah, bubbles rubber up. Breaks, it bubbles up and you get one of those. And, and then it can, it can fish. You know, oh, your bubble you, you, you fail you right there. 
Apparently, that's what happened. I get that bubble right there, the, you know, uh, the vein popping its way throughout the uh, throughout the sack material, and boom, you know, just a, a light brushing of the fingers, and we're off off to the races. You're not using Viagra, right? No, no. <laughs> no. See, Alice. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't and hurt. So, and so... Uh, <laughs> I was wondering, like a post, like so. Yeah, I'm, I'm mopping up all the blood, and then you know, finally, I, f- I find the hole, and uh, I'm like, you know, I got to stop this thing. So uh, I'm going through the the band aid box. I'm like, you know, all right, I'm going to slap like a bandage on there. Um, and so yeah, I had to, like, I don't think they come with one of those ball bandages. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah. It's like there's there's the there's, <laughs> the, there's the knuckle, there's the fingertip, knee, there's the, the knee, the butterfly. toe, the butterfly. Yeah. I'm like nothing says nutsack. No, I mean I got the entire I'd assortment. Go the, I'd go with the butterfly. The entire assortment, and then nothing says nutsack. I'm yeah. like, all right, so I go with like the uh, little round dot one. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's a little round dot of a oh, hole. Yeah, right. I'm looking at like, you know. That's for I'm a shaving gonna... error. <laughs> you weren't shaving, by the way. It was round, so you went the round. Thing, yeah, the, yeah, the thing was, I didn't want to put like some giant, you know, 9 by 12 bandage on my nut sack and uh, have to tear that thing back off later on. I'm thinking the little round one has less contact with the skin. Yeah. When I'm ripping that thing back off later on, Smart, I'm not going to, you know, oh, rip true. another hole in my nuts. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, a little bit of ointment, a little how, round bandage. How'd that ointment feel? <laughs> it was it was fine. Okay. Uh, you know, so yeah, had yeah, the yeah. bleeding stop by the time you well, applied the bandage? Well, the other bandage, thing is, you, you, really, you really, you know, like you put a bandage on your arm. There's enough resistance there where you can press that bandage down and it seals up real good, right? Yeah, yeah. it's nice smooth surface. Your nutsack, you know, there's no backing material there. Oh, I no, mean, that's true. Unless you're going to force a ball up behind it and yeah. then use that to, to smack <laughs> down your bandage. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's it's like trying to put it on a deflated balloon. Yeah, it's just, just kind of you know, there's nothing to, yeah, there's nothing to push against. Yeah, right. So you have to kind of like you know put some backing in there. You got to reach in with reach your fingers, in, pull under, and you know, yeah, a little lift up underneath, almost and then, pinch it. Yeah, and pinch it against. You're pinching your nutsack to put a bandage on there, and uh, the bandage held. Uh, you know, the next you. day, Thank God. You know, so I'm like, oh, you know, all right, I don't, I don't see any leakage. I'm all right. So the, the in the morning, your bed wasn't uh, full of blood. There was a little spot of blood in the bed because, right. because oh, because it was like dripping like blood. I mean, when I first cut that thing, it was just pouring blood. You had a period. All right, so there's there was one drop of blood in the bed. <laughs> But you know, I'm, 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 everything seems fine to me. I put my shorts on. I'm going to work that in the day. I'm sitting there, you know, working, um, watching the football games, whatever. And uh, later on, I notice my shorts are soaked in blood. Dude, have you gone to the hospital? I mean, what do you? No. And then I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm still, I'm still, you know, bleeding out yeah, here. How much blood have I lost? Right. I, I need to be eating like some, uh, you know, get some some iron tablets or something, something or, yeah, or, or staple gun. <laughs> yeah, staple. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You don't need a so, backing for that. Right. So I'm like, all right, I, I need, I need Put to that on the table. I need to, <laughs> I need to crack this bad boy open and see what the problem is. You know, maybe, maybe they need to throw a few stitches in this thing. You know, I'm it thinking, seemed, I'm it thinking seemed, get some heat on that thing. It, right? seemed, it, it that seemed like, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> my Bowie knife and stuck it, stuck it in the fireplace, and then it sealed up my nuts. I'd, I'd have been there by then. Hey, man up, Jamil. No. I'll take care. <laughs> yeah. of it. So, no, no. I, so I'm thinking, all right, I, I, I got to, you know, see what's going on, and you know, try and seal it up even better. So I yank off the uh, the, the, the little round bandage, and there's nothing there. 
I mean, the banner's completely soaked in blood. Right. But there's there, there's barely a mark on my sack. So something else pops. It's not bleeding. It's, it's, it's fine. I can see kind of the residual of the hole. The, the hole's doesn't... closed up. All right. So your coagulation system there you go. did its job. Done. The, the, it, I'm, Thank you, white blood cells. I don't see any blood in my crotch right now. I must be fine. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> so there you Just go. Just draw us a picture. So <laughs> the, point of, the point of the matter being Jay-Z's medical corner. Is that hey, the, skin, the skin on your nutsack is nope. thin and fragile. The veins close to the surface. As you go to scratch your nutsack, as you've done a hundred times in the past. Not even knowing it. you got to be a little careful. Yeah. Keep those <laughs> nails trimmed. This is why men's nails are shorter right. than women's nails. Because you don't want to rip a hole in your nutsack, <laughs> bleed out, and die. I wonder if you had an ingrown oh, pubic hair. And you were just like rubbing in, you pop, <laughs> done. Jesus, John. All right, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we got any questions from the chat? Uh, well, yes, and a couple of the users. Uh, one guy is now known as Jamil's Bloody Sack. Uh, there's another guy who is my sack hurts. There's a few a few people that have taken this story to heart. All right. Um, hey, if it can, if if it can help one person out there. Then it's not worth it. (laughs) It's not worth it. Needs to be at least 10. Okay, this is from from Jordan uh, Moss. What are the similarities and differences in a uh, cream ale, a bitter cream ale like Boddington's and the various cream ale recipes that can be found all over the place? He says he uh, tried making a cream ale. He wanted to make something like Boddington's because he loves it, but he didn't get the mouthfeel that he likes about Boddington's. Yeah, cream ale is more, you know, a lager, uh, you know, type beer. You know, kind of a light, light lager, you know, corn type beer. It wouldn't have the crystal character. Yeah. Well, Boddington's um, British malt character, uh, British yeast character. Okay, well, so then it makes me wonder what is the, the more bitter. It's, it's a different category, right? Cream ale yeah. and, uh-huh. and bitter. Yeah, and this the only difference really is the the bitterness. There's just more. Bitterness, yeah. uh, yeast character, more hops, rice, yeah, right. rice, or corn, corn, yeah. Uh huh. Okay, this is from uh, Itchy Brew. Actually, uh, Neckbeard Beer asked about this one itchy as well. Scrot. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, Itchy Scrotum <laughs> wants to know uh, if uh, SO4, um, mm-hmm. the yeast compare uh, the dry version. Um, does it give you enough of the esters flavors as the liquids? Um, yeah, and I, you know, I'm just not a big dry yeast fan. Um, the Nottingham yeast is a, is a good choice a lot of times. Um, there's, there's a few, uh, English yeasts that are dry. Um, yeah, you give it a try. Okay, that was it for the questions. Who, who, um, who is the better one here, Jordan or Itchy? Uh, neither one. We gave away the, uh, Oh yeah, that's right. The last of our, our good questions though. Three rounds, yeah, and we appreciate appreciate it. And Neckbeard has has won before, right? He has, yes, yes. So there you go. So it would have been the other guy, but we're out. So there you go. Maybe I'll talk to Brad at the uh, JBF and see if he'll send us another box of those. There you go. So I think those are uh, quality things to uh, enhance your brew day, just like Northern Brewer 
check out our friends at northernbrewer.com. Good folks. Always helping uh, homebrewers out and helping us out as well. They're paying for this show so you don't have to. And uh, check out the Brewery Network store. Lots of goodies in there. Uh, great shirts and hats and books. And uh, you can get uh, Palmer's water book out of there, I'm sure. And uh, a lot of other good, good, fun stuff. Got some uh, new styles store. coming in, it sounds like. So uh, yeah, check of, it out. Of, of merch. Yep. And, uh, you know, all that stuff, it goes directly to the bottom line of the Brewery Network and helps keep the uh, programming on the air. So don't be shy. Go out and buy yourself some, some great... Uh, Pop grenade gear and uh, support the brand at your your next uh, homebrew meeting. Till then, brew strong, everybody. And often. <laughs> <laughs>